welcome to this podcast. I'm your host, Paris James, and all I want is for you to go out there and live your damn life. This is a safe space where we can just be ourselves and have meaningful conversations. Let's face it, life is not always perfect, but you can choose to live it unconditionally, now and always. I'm just here to remind you that you have the power to create the exact magical life that you deserve, and guess what? I am proud of you already. I'm so grateful that you're here, tuned in and listening, so let's dive right in. Hi everyone, welcome back to this podcast. Today I am going to be sitting down here and getting really real with you about what is happening in my life and why I've made some really big decisions that ultimately I think will be the best for me. And it may not feel like that any long run, but deep down, like that soul intuition that you feel, I think that's where I'm at right now in terms of listening to that and just not being scared. So I know that song's really vague and strange, so let's dive right in. So today's episode is about why I quit all of my jobs and... I'm just going to give you a little bit of a background. So when I went to university, I studied biochemistry and neuroscience. So I did a double major at the University of Toronto. And my life leading up to that point was heavily academic. I can't even begin to tell you how academic it was. I was just so focused on all things school I was involved in a lot of extracurricular, so it wasn't that I didn't want to have that balance. It was just that my drive to do well in school and to just get these grades and to just do this science combination was the biggest thing that was on my mind at that time. And science has been a huge part of my life. I had a love-hate relationship with chemistry and it ended up being one of the biggest parts of my life. So I am really grateful for that and it did really bring me a lot of joy. I went from studying it and struggling with it as an undergrad to actually then teaching or helping to conduct the labs for year one and year two and even year three students at UFT when I was still an undergrad myself. So to me that was a really big accomplishment and it was only until I graduated that I really started thinking to myself, what was I really doing all of this for? I was in a co-op program, which meant that in addition to studying and doing those semesters, I also had to work part-time in semesters where we had to find full-time jobs and real actual positions. So I worked for about eight months in the hospital uh, as an orthopedic well, in the orthopedic clinic. And that was really great. That was really fun. Of course, my job tasks were very limited because I was still an undergrad. So it was more like clinical stuff and a lot of computer work. And I remember just sitting down at my computer, just being like, waiting for time to pass. And to be honest, that is the only part of my life where I felt like I experienced a real nine to five position where I was just sitting at my desk, kind of playing around, getting the just minimal tasks for the day finished. But I never really felt like that was my calling, like that was something that I wanted to do. 
Fast forward to my last year in university, I worked in an immunology lab. So I was full time there working as uh, an assistant in a research lab. So we were doing a lot of testing with HIV, with hepatitis C, a big project that was going on at that point in time. And I remember just being so interested, I guess, in the actual physical aspect of it, being in a lab, working with HIV, like it was a whole thing. We were biosafety certified and I did feel joy in these parts of my life. But I think when I graduated, it was only then that I I just didn't really know what my life would hold. And everyone is accustomed just being like, okay, you went to UFT, you got a scholarship, you went there. Obviously, the next path is for you to be a doctor, for you to be some sort of neuroscientist. And it just kind of went like that. I remember everybody around me being like, okay, cool. So you graduated. When are you going to do your master's? And I just never felt like in my soul, like that was what I wanted to do. And the reason being, and I like to always dive deep into my feelings and just ask myself why I'm feeling this way. And to be honest, I grew up in a household that was not really focused so much on pushing us to be academics, but I think that education or academics was just my way of coping with a lot of stuff that was going on at home. And that was where I felt like I had to prove my worth. So every single thing that I did with regards to, you know, doing good in school and getting a super high GPA and graduating with high distinction and winning a lot of awards, it it all felt like was I really doing that because it was something that I loved or was I doing it because it was my way of trying to prove myself worth? So I will dive deeper into that story another day. I know I like to give little podcast teasers <laughs> when I'm recording, but yeah, I felt like I remember the point where I sat down and I was like, what am I doing this for? Like, what really do I want to do? And I knew deep down that my personality and just the way that I felt, I knew I did not want a desk job. So I came back from University of Toronto and I could not find a job in my field. So my field was a combination of biochem and neuroscience. And I really wanted a job at that point in this neuroscience like field. And I remember this neurosurgeon actually reaching out to me because my resume was so different, I guess, because of the combination that I did. And I remember being so excited at first, like, oh my gosh, this is it. And they actually just wanted me to kind of be a secretary. But because I had all of this knowledge in neuroscience, they felt like, oh, I'd be a perfect fit because I would not have problems understanding all of the terms or making appointments for people. And I had accepted a job. And when they actually started messaging me and telling me the tasks, I just felt this like pit in my stomach. And thankfully, I was able to listen to that. And I was able to message and say, you know, I'm no longer able to do this. This is, I just feel like this is not a position for me. And I, I got myself out of it. And then I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And at that time, I didn't find yoga. I didn't know that fitness was going to be such a big part of my life. So I started coaching SEA lessons. For those of you who don't know what that is, if you are not from the Caribbean, it's an exam that kids write at the age of maybe about 11 or 12, and it filters you into whatever high school that you want to do, so, well, to go to. So at that time, my little brother was writing those exams, and 
I started coaching him and his friends and I started making it a paid thing. So I would do these SEA boot camps and I was making a little bit of money from it. You know, it was fun. I was glad that I didn't have to wake up and work a nine to five job in something that I hated doing or something that I felt like was just not in my personality. So fast forward again to where I got involved in another business and in that business, I feel like I was in it because it had nothing, like zero, absolutely nothing related to my field. It wasn't something that I was, I was passionate about it, yes, but it wasn't something that I personally, like like that was my dream. But I poured my heart and soul into that for probably about four years and I don't know, like looking back on it, I just don't know how I stayed there for so long. It was, it became a full-time position in terms of it being a startup business. And I just poured my heart and soul into everything, into all of the background work. I did all of the manual work. I did all of the calls, all of the deliveries. I did a lot of things. And I remember just going through the routine of it, just being like, okay, I guess this is where I am in life. This is just going to be my life. And it was at that time that I started to realize that I really liked yoga and I really liked fitness and I wanted to see where it would turn into. So I had been posting a lot of yoga pictures on my profile on Instagram, never expecting it to actually turn into something. And then little by little, I started getting little inklings of okay maybe this can turn into something and I was always very I was passionate about making people feel great I think I I really really love that I love making people smile I love being this ray of sunshine that some of my friends call me and I love teaching I feel like I genuinely have an ability to explain something or to kind of make it easier for somebody to understand a hard concept so I was I started teaching in these gyms. So I would wake up really early. I would wake up probably about like 4.30. I would teach two gym classes. I would go and I would work at this business. And then I would come back home maybe around like 3 o'clock. And I would drive probably about an hour to the east of the island. And I would teach like two or three more classes there. I would drive back down. And at the same time, two days off my week, I would also be working in a lab. So When I came back down to Trinidad, I felt like, okay, well, you know, I have to have something in my field. Otherwise, that whole journey in UFC would have been, you know, I would, I don't want to say a failure, but like useless. So I accepted a job as a demonstrator for pharmacy, medicinal chem and medicinal farm labs at the Mount Hope University, which is a university in Trinidad that med and farm students go to. So I took on that job and started marking labs and demonstrating labs and just doing all of that chemistry stuff. And so I was working about three jobs at this point in time. And I did this for about four years. And I remember this conversation I would have with one of my best friends who used to help me take all of my yoga pictures. And I started to feel this thing in my soul of just being like, I don't know if this is what I want to do like something was tugging at my soul being like this is not your life like this is not what you want to do and even talking about it right now is actually kind of bringing back up that memory of that feeling and I remember telling her I have this vision for myself and in the vision I'm sitting in Starbucks I'm with my laptop I have my little matcha latte I know it sounds really superficial but division and I would tell her this all the time I'd be like I would wake up every single day and I would just choose 
what I wanted to do for myself. And like, it felt so, so out of reach. I felt sick at the thought because I had already given so much of my four, five, almost four, four and a half years to this other business. And I just felt like it wasn't serving my purpose. And there was just a lot of things that was going on that just didn't feel right in my soul. And I just felt like, it was either one of two things. I was going to spend the rest of my life doing that and, you know, helping somebody else achieve their goals and never really knowing what my true purpose was. And to be honest, I I spent a huge, huge portion of my life just giving up a lot of things about myself to either please somebody else, make somebody else feel better or just help somebody else. And I just felt like this tug in my soul being like, I want to wake up every single day and I want to choose myself. I want to choose myself so bad. And I just couldn't do it. And like my best friend, she would tell me, she would say, I can't tell you what to do, but deep down, you know what the answer is. And I used to plead with her. I used to say, please just tell me, just tell me if I should quit these other things. Just tell me and I will do it. But I felt in my soul that there couldn't possibly be a way because I was so entangled in this other business. And I was not actually receiving anything from this business. It was just something that I felt like I was doing and I just, I can't explain it. And maybe one day I will find the words to explain it, but obviously not now. And that was just this recurrent dream of freedom that I had. And I remember in another episode on this podcast, I talked about finding my why in life and what's really important to me. And above all, it is my freedom. And there are a lot of things throughout my childhood and throughout my life that led me to that point of just craving so desperately to just be free. I even have a tattooed on the back of my hand. I got it for my birthday actually this year in Miami. I got it because it was one of the first trips I think that I took where I felt free and that was just the tip of it. Like it was just one little portion of it because at that time I still did not know that I still wasn't actually free. So that's what I want to get into now to tell you what revelation I had. But anyway, so I realized that my my true why in life, like why I want to live, why I want to do work that I'm passionate about and why I want to serve in the ways that I do want to serve in terms of maybe teaching, maybe helping people get healthy, get fit, get active. It doesn't mean, it doesn't necessarily come from a point of, okay, my why is, you know, because I super love just having my own business. I mean, that is one part of it. But the other part of it is truly that I crave freedom. And I crave just waking up because I feel like my whole life, I've just not been free. And I mean, everybody's childhood and everybody's life kind of leads them to different paths and, and different paths and different directions. And for me, I felt like, my sole thing in life was to have that freedom to choose my own life every single day and wake up. So anyway, fast forward to the pandemic, which happened obviously in 2020. There was a series of things that led up to me actually being able to let go and walk away actually very powerfully from that job that I was working at. And I felt really, really, I'm not even going to lie, I went through so much in that year of just being like, is this the right decision? Because so often I've heard the same kind of principle be reiterated to me. And that is, you will never be anything on your own. 
you'll never be anything. You know, if you try to do something on your own, it will never be successful. And that is something that I've lived with throughout my whole life. It's come from many different people in my life growing up. And even though it's all well and good to say, you know, it's just words, don't internalize it. Of course, a big, big part of my soul actually held on to that for such a long period of time that I still, and up to this day, I still struggle with letting that go. So I was really scared. I remember not eating for days. I was so small. I was barely a hundred pounds. I remember going to the doctor and I, and he was like, you look like a little boy because I just lost so much weight. I was so depressed. And I don't mean to use that word lightly because I know that it's actually a serious and medical thing. But that's how I felt in the moment. And I remember suffering like one of my very first actual anxiety attacks. I would walk out of my room in my house and at that time you know we were all under house arrest during the pandemic and my heart would just start racing out of its chest and I felt nauseous like to the point where I just didn't know like I would just be walking to the bathroom and I would feel like my heart pelting out of my chest and I would be shaking and I would can't eat and I would can't sleep and I'd be like oh my gosh what is happening to me and I told my best friend who's also a doctor and she said you are severely anxious right now there's a lot going on you are making a really big transition you're taking a really big leap and I had to take that transition and that leap for myself. And at that point in time, I had nothing. I had the only money that I had was the money that I was making from those extra yoga jobs. So I was just like, what am I going to do? And this is a whole other story on its own. But basically, I ended up turning the basement of my house into a yoga studio. And for the first two months, I opened it up. So life honestly and God honestly blessed me with people in my life who came to help me some of my childhood friends they came and they helped me build a studio with barely any money and I will forever be grateful to that well for that and to them and anyway so I built a studio it opened for about two months and I was like super excited about it I still had a lot of doubts about like how I would make money and how to get an income and then the studio closed down because COVID got super serious and it was really small. It was the size of one single room and only about four people could comfortably fit. So I would end up having like back-to-back classes just to make a decent amount of money and it still wasn't anything because at that time I also decided to open up some a product line for all of my yoga and fitness products, so every little bit of money. And one day I will go into detail about how exactly I financed everything. So DM me and let me know if this is something you want to hear. And so I went from transitioning to working for myself and doing these classes. But at the same time, I got offered these social media job. So I got offered first a social media job for a company. And I didn't know anything about making graphics. I didn't know anything about running social media except for the I guess, I'm not really trying to say success, but except for the, I guess, engagement and boosting my own personal profile from actively and continuously working towards posting yoga videos and knowing like how to engage with people and how to be on camera. So I started, no, I remember the day that I got that position, I felt sick to my stomach because I was like, oh my gosh, do I want to take it? And this was actually two days before the whole country went on lockdown. And because I was afraid and this part is important, because I was afraid of fully, truly being on my own, I ended up taking that job. And there are two sides to this, because on one side, when the pandemic struck and we were on lockdown, and I wasn't able to go to all of the gym classes that I had, that I was actually depending on, 
I was very fortunate that I had some income coming in, no matter how small it was, from running these social media profiles. So that was truly a blessing in disguise. And it's so crazy because it's like the moment that I decided to do my own thing, the pandemic came, the classes were locked down, I couldn't have group classes, I couldn't teach yoga. And then I got this blessing that came into my life and I said yes to do any social media work. And I got familiarized with programs online like Canva and PicMonkey and all of the different ones that you can use to create graphics. And I got free access to these programs. And I had so much time during the pandemic that I sat down and I was able to play around with it. And even though I did not like it, because I needed the money and because I didn't fully trust myself and believe in myself, I took the job. And it's only in retrospect I can look at it like this. But anyway, I was running three social media profiles. I was also trying to start my own business and I was doing the lab as well. So I would actually have to drive up to the lab and go under full COVID protocol and basically just film myself conducting all of the labs which actually is way harder than just demonstrating the labs because I actually had to make sure the labs were perfect because they were going to be seen by all of the year one and year two pharmacy students so I was doing that so I was doing a lot of things again and anyway that continued on for a year eventually I got really really good at the graphics which helped me in my own business which is another story to come As usual, I just have so much to say. And then another company related to the first company that I took, they asked me to come on board with them as well. And because I was so accustomed just being a yes girl, as I said in the beginning, I was just so accustomed just helping everybody and thinking that I was not worthy or that I was not good enough to just function on my own. I took that and before I knew it, two years passed. So 2020 passed, 2021 passed, 2022, we are in October. And I ended up taking on a lot more responsibilities from that company that I said yes to. I ended up running another social media account for them. And it became, I think, so overwhelming because I would just be going through my week being like, why can't I film videos for YouTube? Why can't I record podcasts? Why can't I, you know, get ahead with filming for the app? And my same best friend, she's like, you know, my living angel. She was like, okay, but I mean, what are you doing? You're working like, I mean, you kind of got yourself in the same position as you were before. I mean, it's just a different master. You were working for one job before and you felt really controlled or really you know, stuck in that and you basically replace it with like five more. It's practically the same thing. And the more that I started to think about it, the more that I realized that it was true. I was waking up and I was not choosing myself. And I cannot believe that three years went by. It's insane how fast your life goes by if you are not in control of it. I am sitting on here, honestly, in disbelief as to how long this went on for. Additionally, I was still doing the lab work and that work was, I was passionate about it, but there's just a lot of run around for that as well. And I was driving up the highway twice a week and it was just a lot. So the first thing that I did was say no to running the labs because I felt like I don't want to spend two days of my week where I could be teaching multiple classes and doing a lot of stuff for myself. And that was the first brave decision that I made. It was the first basically thing that I cut off that kind of what I thought was holding me together and then 
I started getting really, 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 really anxious about the other position that I had taken. So I was basically doing about four accounts at this time. The first three was under the first employer and that one I ended up quitting probably about mid-October 2022, but I still had this other one, the related business, and I was still doing a lot of stuff for them. And we had this group chat and there was always like so many messages coming in. And then I started to have weekly meetings and I had to do these calls. And I just, it just went from being like a casual thing to get me through COVID to being like another something that was added to my plate. And the thing is with me is that I would rather suffer in silence than stand up for myself, which I'm working on as well. And I I just could not bring myself to say, okay, I can't do this anymore because I felt so bad. Like that is how I am. I just felt so bad that I, you know, was with this company for two years and I felt like, oh my gosh, like what are they going to do? Like what is going to happen? And I was like asking myself, why am I feeling so anxious every single day? I would feel anxious. I would wake up and I would look in each chance and I would see all these messages and I'd have so many things to do. I would have to. And one thing I hate, honestly, if I'm going to be really real, And it could be because I never actually fully worked a proper nine-to-five job, like by an actual employer. And I just, I'm going to just blurt it out. I hate meetings. I absolutely detest meetings. I hate, hate, hate. I don't even feel bad saying it. It's free. The truth is finally out. I dislike going on Google Meet, setting up a meeting, speaking to people, and just having a list of things or being told like what to do. And I think, I mean, it sounds really selfish and it sounds really spoiled when I say it like that, but it just comes from me just knowing in my soul that what I was doing there and and how I was managing my time, even though if you actually write it down on paper, it wasn't actually a lot of meetings, which is probably like a half an hour a week, but it was still taking up a lot of brain space. I don't know how to explain that or how to put it in a way where... I guess I could explain it properly, but it was just something that was taking up brain space. Like I was not able to wake up and just be like, okay, cool. What's on my agenda? What am I going to do? What classes do I have to teach? Instead, I felt like I had another company to worry about or not worry. I think that's a bad word, but I had another company that was depending on me, I guess, to do X, Y, Z. And at the time, looking back on it, obviously I took these jobs for one of two reasons. One was because I was scared during COVID and I was scared that I would never have group classes again. I was scared that the Zoom and the YouTube and the app and all these things would not be able to actively bring in income. And the other reason that I took the jobs was because deep down, I did not believe in myself and I felt like if I needed these backups. And the funny thing is I would read all of these inspirational books and I would watch all of these inspirational people who always said something around the lines of believe in yourself, give yourself a chance to fully devote and dedicate yourself for a specific amount of time to just see where something goes. And of course, I know that if let's just say you have a nine to five job and you want to start your own business, it's not feasible to just quit your nine to five and just start it. Obviously, you have to start from somewhere. But there comes a point in time and I did need the income from those social media jobs to help me support the dream that I was trying to build for myself. So that is true. But there comes a point in time where you know deep down in your soul that it's time to fully give yourself a chance. And I think that time was fast approaching. And I remember just waking up and even doing yoga or just practicing myself or working out and just feeling this pit in my stomach, just being like, 
I don't want to do this anymore. And you see, the thing is, I, I let it go too far because I started to resent the company that, I, not resent the company that I was working for, but just resent, like I would wake up and feel this resentment, seeing all the messages in the chat, I would not be as active as I was in the beginning. And I knew it was coming to the point where I was feeling that same exact feeling I felt in the car with my best friend saying, I feel sick to my stomach, something is not right, my intuition is telling me to just give myself a chance and to just do something for myself and see where it could go. And I remember my friend telling me, okay, but just quit, like what are you doing? Just, you know, quit. And I just kept going over and over in my head, but saying and giving myself these excuses, saying that, okay, but this is their busy period as well. And then they said something that it was so powerful. It was actually something that I'm, I think about now being like, oh my God, how could I have been so foolish? Like, and what was said to me, um, this, so it was my best friend who said this. She was saying that like, you know, what are you doing? She was kind of trying to do that run around being like, make the decision for yourself. But someone else told me something so powerful and they said, you are building somebody else's dream and that's something that you always do. You always build somebody else's dream because you don't believe in yourself. Whether it's lack of self-worth or insecurity or just years of people telling you that you are not good enough, you can't see it. You can't see that you have the potential to do so many things and you can't see to this day how many things you've accomplished. And it just hit me so hard because it's true. Like I would create something like let's just say a program or an app or through an event and I would just let it pass and just be like, yeah, okay, cool. What's the next thing? Because I never deep down, and I still struggle with it, I never deep down feel like what I'm doing is good enough. And obviously that that is a struggle that I'm going to have to continuously work on. But they also said, when I said, okay, but this is their busy period, like how am I supposed to do this? They said, okay, but yoga and fitness the months from October to January are also your busiest times. And the thing is, I did not even stop to consider that that was 100% true. Like people are so into starting their New Year's resolutions and, and doing things for themselves. And I knew deep down that I wanted to create a yoga challenge for that would be free for everybody to enjoy so everybody can start their year doing yoga and just making it a daily habit, which I firmly 100% believe that everyone should do. So I didn't even realize that that is also my busiest period because in my head, I always just put everybody else first. Like I always think about, okay, but you know, what is going to happen? And one day I just made a decision and they said, you know, if you don't make the decision right now, you are going to let it carry through and you're going to be feeling sick when you're going to be trying to do all of your classes, maybe throw a Christmas event, film for the app, film for YouTube, and you have this going on. So I actually just finally made a decision. I had already quit the lab. I had already quit the first three social media jobs and it was just the last, last thing on my plate that I needed to do. And I don't know how I'm so blessed, honestly, but coincidentally, that my friend, she, another friend, she actually was looking for some social media jobs. And I thought to myself, this would actually, and I don't mean to sound selfish, like I kind of used her to get out of it because I mean, she really wanted the position and it was really going to be beneficial to her as well. But I kind of used that to lessen the blow of me leaving by working in the fact or offering an alternative to be a, a replacement for me. And I 
remember it was a Friday, it's probably about a week and a half ago, and I sat down and I told myself that I don't want to go through the weekend because it was a really nice weekend. We were going to go to the beach, we were going to go to a beach house, um, and I didn't want to feel like this was weighing on me because I felt like the decision was already made up in my soul and it was just to kind of reach out of my mouth. And I sat down and I typed up this email because I didn't want to, you know, it was also doing dominant justice because I wasn't given my all and I wasn't given my full 100%. And the longer that I withheld myself from helping them, it was the longer they would take to actually find somebody who would be able to execute everything for their busier season as well. So I sat down and I wrote this letter and I basically said, I am so grateful for this opportunity and I truly, truly am. It has taught me so much about a business and growing a business from scratch as well. It has taught me so much about social media, so much about marketing, stuff that I will ultimately be able to use in my own business. And I said that I want to give myself a chance and I want to take that leap. And and I always look at the people who I admire a lot. This wasn't an email, I'm just telling you. (laughs) And it's always that they focused on one specific thing, whether it's They had an app and they just filmed every single day religiously and it grew slowly, but eventually, ultimately, it grew. And I knew deep down that I was never, I was kind of at this plateau because the app, I've had it for about a year now, my app, if you don't have it yet, go download it. And it was doing well, but it had reached this plateau where I feel like I would be making up excuses, like I don't have time to film, I don't have time to do X, Y, and Z, um, you know, and And even with this podcast too, I've been so MIA and it was because I just felt so sick that I wasn't like giving myself, it was like this kind of dissonant feeling within myself. So anyway, in the email, I said that I really want to give myself a chance and I really think that I've reached a point where I am saying yes to myself. I am probably going to suffer from anxiety attacks. I'm probably going to suffer from being really scared about if this is going to work, if I'm investing my money wisely, if I'm going to even make money and, you know, stuff like my app and YouTube, that does not make money immediately. And it's a lot of work and a lot of effort that has to go into it. But from the time I hit send on that email saying, I really loved working with you all and I just want the opportunity for myself. And that's why I need to take a step back from this. Building a business is really hard and I have no employees right now and it just feels like I cannot add to my plate at this point in time and it feels really like if you all will benefit from someone else. So I sent the email and immediately I just felt like this cloud was lifted from my soul, as dramatic as it sounds. And it's been a week since then and every single day I just love the fact that I could wake up and there are no messages on my phone no meetings, no calls, just peace and peace within my soul where I could just wake up and say, I'm gonna record five app videos today and it is Saturday right now and I woke up at 6.30am this morning, I had a group class, I then showered, planned my filming, I filmed five videos for the January challenge and I took a little break, I read some of my book that I'm reading currently, it's a Colleen Hoover book, It Ends With Us it's going really, really good, just by the way. I don't know, you know, how the book actually is, but, and this is not a plug, (laughs) I'm just narrating my day. And right now I'm sitting down here and I am able to pour my heart and soul out into this podcast. And if you're listening to this and you feel like you want to give yourself that chance and you feel like you are at the point in time where you are ready to transition from a job that you are employed at to being your own employer and 
to just doing something for yourself, just listen to yourself because your intuition will always tell you when is the right time. Because before I wasn't getting these feelings. I wasn't getting these feelings in my soul. Like, okay, it's time to stop. It's time to choose yourself. I was really grateful that these jobs and this income, no matter how small it was, was getting me through. But then it reached a point where the universe actually tries to point you in the direction that you were always meant to go in. So if you're listening to this right now, as I always love to bring it back to you, I feel like now is the time to ask yourself, and even if you are not at that transition point, maybe you haven't even started a business of your own or haven't even pursued something that you actually love, if you are getting those feelings of just being trapped, being caged, being not free, then it's time to take a step back and ask yourself, what is causing these feelings? And is there something that you can do to put yourself or take a step in that right direction that will feel the best for you? So ultimately, I quit all of the jobs where I've been working for somebody. And you know, it's the crazy thing. The day that I quit that job, another person called and it was this company and they asked if I would be able to run their gym slash group training fitness areas. And even though it was in my field, I would have to have a lot of like, I guess, people to answer to. And it would would have been a lot of work. And I would have to take a step back again from my own growth within myself, within the app, the YouTube, the podcast, the classes, and the building of a studio that I am trying to do at this point in time. And I would have to then focus on their gym and their facilities and building them up because it was totally from scratch. And my first instinct was to jump at it and to say yes. And I did go for the meeting and I did go for the meeting. It was a big board meeting. And then I remember going home and feeling the sick feeling. It came back and the universe said, ha, it was just a test. I was putting this in front of you and I wanted to see if you would take it. And I remember I just felt this gut feeling of just being like, don't take it, don't take it, don't take it. You just give yourself the freedom to see where stuff can go. And I'm not saying that, you know, the YouTube any app is going to be super successful. I'm going to, you know, make something out of it and, you know, my life is going to change drastically. I don't know. And that is the risk. And it is a risk that I am willing to take because life, and I know it sounds cliched, but you have to live your damn life. Like you have to live it because if not now, then when? When are you going to bet on yourself? And when are you going to take this? And I mean, I am still relatively young (laughs) and I do think that I have room for mistakes and room for growth and failure and mistakes is always a blessing in disguise. And I've learned that along the way. So I toyed with the idea for about the same week last week and eventually I came to the decision that this is not what I want to do. This is not what I want to go into. I don't want to report to anybody right now. I want to take this time and I want to see where my journey leads me, where my passion leads me, where my passion projects lead me and that's just it. I just decided to wake up and it's been a long journey. Like If I count it up, I worked for the company that I was working for before I, you know, did my yoga and fitness thing. I, I, I gave four, almost four and a half years of my life building somebody else's dream. And before I knew it, it's almost three years that I was again building somebody else's dream just by running their social media and, you know, doing their marketing and, and brainstorming ideas with how to grow their company. And 
if you add it up, that is literally about seven years of my life that once again I gave up. And I knew that if I blinked, I would probably spend about another four years with these companies. And I just don't want to do it anymore. I do not want to give more of my life to build in somebody else's dream. And as selfish as that sounds, I actually choose me and I want to choose me and I want to continue choosing me and I don't know what the future holds I don't know if it's just, this is going to be you know something and a part of it is exciting a part of it is thrilling a part of it is scary and a part of it is just well actually the whole of it is just life so that is the story that I wanted to share today and I am so happy that you're tuned in and listening and yeah maybe you got something out of this podcast <laughs> hopefully but I know that whatever you got from it is going to really help you. So just take whatever you need from maybe hearing my story. Maybe it does not directly apply to your life at this point in time, but maybe one day it will. So thank you so much for listening. This episode is double the amount of time that I usually talk. (laughs) But yeah, I am so happy to be here. I'm so happy to be sharing my stories. And yeah, we'll talk soon. If you love this podcast, let's be BFFs. You can DM me at the Paris James on Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe, download your favorite episodes and leave us a review. And if you have a topic you want to hear about next, feel free to comment and let me know. Until then, talk soon.